This is Growing Big in a Small Town, written and narrated by me, Christina Fenner. Starting up a new business in a small town can be scary. Well, starting up a new business in any town can be scary. But when the population numbers aren't exactly skyrocketing, we often hear things like, there aren't enough people to support something like that. Or, people around here just don't care about things like that. If your small town is anything like mine, then you've probably seen your fair share of brick and mortars go up and then seemingly have a for sale sign hanging on the front door two weeks later. It's hard to see. And while I have never ventured out to pursue a physical address for my place of business, I want to share some insight on what I have experienced and lessons I've learned while growing big in a small town. First things first, know the power of a name. I cannot stress this enough, and it's the first topic I bring up because it's a mistake I see made most often. In a small town where everyone knows everyone, names can be a powerful distinguishing factor, whether that's a last name, a business name, or both. Therefore, you want to make sure that whichever name you choose to represent your business is recognizable and can easily be found online. In my case, I'm not originally from this town, So for the first couple of years of business, I was often asked if I was a Fenner from Parishville. I'm not, and I've never met the Fenners from Parishville. So I kept responding, nope, I'm Christina Fenner, the photographer from Canton, over and over again. It sounds weird to say, but I was actually conditioning my town to associate Fenner with photography. I was intentional in making this distinction because I realized that the only association that my last name currently had around here was to the family, who I know nothing about, who were living in Parishville. So I relied on the power of word of mouth by my clients to continue making that distinction to their friends, family, and anyone else who asked about their photos. For example, a friend of my client says, hey, I love your photos, who did them for you? My client responds, a girl named Christina Fenner. Then their friend replies, oh, like the Fenners from Parishville? My client says, no, she's the photographer from Canton. Boom. That's the message I'm trying to send. It takes time, and it took a lot of time, but it does work. I rarely ever get asked if I'm related to the family in Parishville. Also, I'm not throwing any shade to the family in Parishville. I'm not sure who they are, It's nothing personal, I just wanted to make sure that I had the power to control my association with my last name and my business name. Now, in good Game of Thrones style, if you are a Khaleesi first of her name, then you've already got the advantage here. You can start shouting that shit from the rooftops without having to correct or re-educate on how or what you want to be recognized for. Now, when choosing your business name, if your own name is hard to spell or pronounce, then I recommend not using it as your business name. We know that the general population has the attention span of a squirrel when they're sitting down in front of a screen. So if they can't easily find you online, they will surely move on. My first name is spelled differently and is often misspelled. So if Fenner wasn't spelled exactly how it sounds, I wouldn't have used it as my business name because it would have been too hard to find me on Google or Facebook. However, on the flip side, I also don't suggest using a business name that is incredibly common or cliche. Just for the hell of it, I just searched Timeless Memories Photography on Facebook, and the amount of results that populated are alarming at best. 
Facebook and Google have come light years in the means of using location to show the most accurate search results. But even so, if you're not easily distinguishable and found online, you're shooting yourself in the foot right out of the gate. I suggest choosing a name that is relatable to you as a person, but common and easy enough for others to quickly comprehend what the business is all about. Let's move on to the next most important factor, utilizing social media. I can't say this enough. Whenever we have new work to share, you want to make sure that you are tagging the shit out of your posts. Tag the people, tag the place, tag anything that further associates you with other local people, other local vendors, other local areas in the area. Again, utilizing the everyone knows everyone trend, the same concept applies on social media. People are friending a large amount of people who live within the same town. So if you can put your name out onto their newsfeed, you're also likely putting your name out onto their other local friends' news feeds as well. Consider it digital word of mouth. We all know that the magical Facebook algorithm is geared to push out content that people are more likely to engage with. Therefore, a post of your picture with a real-life person tagged in it has a far greater chance of landing on the newsfeed rather than your hosting a free mini-session post. The more your client's friends engage with that picture or that post, the more news feeds that it'll appear on because that tells the algorithm, hey, people actually give a shit about this. Show more people. And that, in a nutshell, is how you master digital word-of-mouth algorithm. Not only can you boost your biz online with your clients, but you can also do this with other vendors or business pages as well. Let's get right to it. Every business wants to get their name out there And if there's an opportunity to promote growth that doesn't cost a whole lot of cash, then what business owner wouldn't want to take advantage? I don't see this hardly enough in my area, but I often recommend teaming up with other local vendors to host some sort of event, giveaway, or promotion. It's okay if the other vendors aren't exactly in your field. This actually might mean that they have an unchartered audience or following that you can now put your name in front of. However, this only works if you are willing to put in as much effort and work into promoting them as they are to promoting you. It's kind of like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type thing. And when it's done intentionally and wholeheartedly, it can produce some awesome results and engagement for both vendors involved. Now, especially if you are a photographer, Remember that most other vendors don't have the opportunity or the means for beautiful images of their work. A florist, for example. Their work is beautiful, but can really only be enjoyed by those attending the wedding or seeing the flowers in person. Why not tag that florist in your post on Facebook, allow them to use, share, and repost your images of their work? Both of you are benefiting from this because now both vendors have new content to share in front of not one, but two digital audiences. Now, imagine if you did this with every single vendor you ever worked with. Imagine your online engagement then. Sometimes I see photographers who have this stick up their ass who don't like allowing others to use or share their work because they're afraid that they won't get properly tagged or given credit. And yes, this does happen and it is annoying, but it's a hurdle that can easily be avoided. And I don't mean by slapping a big-ass logo across every single one of your images either. 
In my opinion, it takes away from the photo, it takes away from the work, and it just screams tacky. If someone uses or shares your image and doesn't tag you or give you credit, just comment from your business page something like, hey, this was one of my favorite shots I took from the day. I'm so glad you loved it just as much as I did. I look forward to working with you again. Or something like that. It gets the message across smoothly and sweetly. Just as it's important to make sure that you are building up a good reputation with your potential clients, it's just as important that you build solid and genuine working relationships with other local vendors and other local business owners, especially when working in the service industry. I'm not saying that the key to success is playing all nicey-nice with every vendor you meet, but what I can tell you is that being kind and learning how to be a team player will get you a hell of a lot further than just sticking your nose up in the air. If a vendor makes a mistake or has an issue, help them. Not only will the vendor appreciate your generosity, but so will the bride. I'm telling you, the mindset of not my problem will surely keep you and your business small. Don't shy away from other vendors. So often do we think that they're not our clientele, so why bother? And most times, they're not our target audience. But befriending your peers can have such great benefits, both in business and in friendship. Trust me, there isn't anyone else out there who understands what it's like to deal with a crazy wedding day like the DJ or the coordinator. Sometimes it's just nice to have a buddy or someone in your corner on a wedding day. Remember to be human and remember to be kind. This goes so overlooked so many times. In the service industry, we are the vessels that deliver a final result or product. And like the flawed beings that we are, mistakes and messes will happen. And so it's incredibly important to know how to handle yourself when things go awry. Yes, sometimes we have to suck it up and smile. I think one of the biggest traits that I see lacking is the ability to handle bad situations with grace. I see people so often just let the situation consume and swallow them whole. Trust me when I say that some of the biggest mistakes I've faced have produced some of the most pivotal referrals I've ever received. I have taken a bad situation and turned it into a chance to show who I am as a human. And that will always have more of an impact on your business than your actual work ever will. Word of mouth is powerful, and I believe that it has much more of an impact in a small town than anywhere else. Don't be afraid and fear that one mistake or one bad review will be the demise of your gig. Be kind to others, even if you don't think anyone else is watching. Because oftentimes, especially at weddings, others are in fact watching. Use word of mouth to your advantage. And remember that being the face of your business gives you the opportunity to influence how others perceive it. One of the most valuable lessons I've come to learn in the past 10 years is realizing that my work is actually 20% photos and 80% people skills. Once I realized that a big key to success was knowing how to genuinely connect with and communicate with all kinds of people, I entirely switched gears and I really started fine-tuning my people skills. I started researching the psychology of business and marketing strategies, which has brought on a tremendous shift within my business. Learning how to quickly identify what others need from you moment to moment and being able to flex and morph has been the single greatest skill that I have obtained. This has been by no means an easy task. Believe it or not, I'm actually an introvert through and through, 
and my natural reaction is to hide in the produce section if I see someone I know in the grocery store. I've learned not to shy away from the tight-knit closeness of my small town, and instead, I've embraced it, and I kept throwing my name out there over and over again, even from the produce section. Get involved and get the hell out there. I think one of the biggest myths that we like to believe is the idea of, if you build it, they will come. When, in fact, they will not come if they don't even know you exist. Something rather interesting that I've noticed in my small town is that people are incredible creatures of habit and not always willing to jump aboard something new, especially if they already have their go-to for that certain thing or service. I know this all too well. I've been with the same hair lady for over 10 years. And while I don't necessarily think that this concept only applies to small towns, I do think that the limited amount of options for services within a small town greatly encourage this mindset. The best way to break through is to branch out. Get your name out there and get involved. Do the work and get creative. Connect with other local business owners or vendors. Offer incentives. Do a giveaway. Do something. Even in a small town, it's a big world out there. And all too often, I see people who get discouraged when their name isn't up in lights the day after they launched a giveaway. Give it time, keep working, and most importantly, stay consistent. Don't defeat your own success by giving up too quickly. As much as I wish it weren't, this is a slow and steady process of building momentum. One photo session at a time, one Instagram post at a time, one foot in front of the other. A while back, I heard, Consistency holds hands with success. I loved that, and it's been a phrase that has stuck with me throughout the years. Showing up time and time again, it has been a crucial part of anything that I've tried to succeed at. Take this podcast, for example. My number of listeners certainly aren't skyrocketing right now, and I still get that dumb butterfly feeling inside every time I see that another listener has subscribed. I know that this podcast will probably take some time to get its feet underneath it to have the same level of engagement and notoriety that my photos do. That's okay. I'm here along for the ride and enjoying every minute of it. Stay consistent because success is following close behind. To wrap this up, let's reiterate my main points for growing big in a small town. Number one, do not let yourself get caught up in the mindset that your service or your offering isn't needed, wanted, valued, or appreciated just because you live in a small town. How the hell are you supposed to know that anyway? Don't ever think, well, if it was going to work, someone else would have done it first. I mean, come on. We've all seen the scrub daddy on Shark Tank, right? Number two, take advantage of the fact that everyone knows everyone. This is a huge advantage that your potential clients are already probably connected to your other potential clients in some way, shape, or form. Word of mouth is the best and cheapest advertising there is, so make it count. Number three, connect and team up with other local vendors or business owners to promote each other's work. Focus on how you can serve and help them, and I promise you'll reap the rewards tenfold. Number four, be intentional about your business name. Be easily found and recognizable. Remember, squirrel brain. Number five, tag and then tag some more on social media. Every time you have new content to share, make sure that it's getting out in front of as many people as possible. Digital word of mouth. 
And lastly, number six, stay consistent. Get out there and keep getting out there over and over again. Don't kill your own momentum. Yes, there will be times when you're going to think, why do I even bother? Keep going. Get involved and get the hell out there. Cheering you on from the produce section, Christina.